This episode of the Wildly Balanced podcast is sponsored by the How to Hire and Utilize a VA in Your Business Masterclass. Are you ready to hire a VA for your ever-growing business but not sure how? In this in-depth masterclass, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about hiring a VA in your business. What is a VA? Where's the best place to find a VA? Why should you hire a VA? How to outsource with ease. In this 45-minute masterclass, you will walk away with a potent, juicy list of tasks that you can outsource today. How amazing is that? Get this bad boy for only 22 bucks. Visit the link in our show notes or go to carlyitaco.podia.com to learn more. That's carlyitaco, C-A-R-L-Y-I-T-A-C-O dot podia, P-O-D-I-A dot com to learn more. Welcome to the Wildly Balanced Podcast. Wildly Balance is your weekly permission slip to bring more fun and wildness into your work-life balance. Join us every week for our favorite tips on how to have more fun, shift your mindset, and let your wild side flow. Welcome back to another episode of Wildly Balanced. I've got some super awesome guests here today. I'm so excited to sit down with Joelle and Lyndon to talk about photography, married life, building sustainable businesses all that good stuff. So Joelle and Lyndon, if you are not familiar, you're about to get familiar. They are photographers based out of Indianapolis, and they're always looking for the next trip, whether it's for a client, for fun. They specialize in branding photography together. And then separately, Joe photographs boudoir, ooh, and Lyndon coaches creatives. So thanks so much for being here, guys. I'm so excited. Can you tell me a little bit more about you, your business, uh, what you're currently balancing, all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having us, Carly. It's super uh, it, big honor for us to be here. We're really excited to dive into all the things. I'm Joe, the one speaking into the microphone right now. I'm the founder of Joel Elizabeth & Co. I started this little business that has started to grow and grow uh, back in 2017. No, it was sooner than that. I, it, I made it official in 2017. That's when I officially licensed it. And that was like a really big moment. So we'll just say 2017. That's also the year that we got married. And Lyndon was doing his own thing for a few years and officially joined the company in 2021. All the years are blurring together, but that I, that's when he joins. But he's always played a really big part in that, which I'm sure we will we will get to that when we start talking about like working together as a married couple and all that good stuff. But yeah. I'm Joe. I'm the bubbly one who cannot contain a thought into two sentences and could just ramble and ramble. I love to be able to socialize and get to know other people. And I'll let Lyndon take the mic now. So on the other side, I'm Lyndon. I am the structured one of us. I did not take the conventional like creative approach to joining a business. I did business in undergrad. I worked in manufacturing. I did my MBA, did a master's in analytics, worked in big pharma. And then I decided that path was not for me. And that led us to last year where I joined the business here and we're definitely going to get into some of it, but it's been an interesting learning curve, taking a very like structured analytic mindset and a very creative free flowing mindset, trying to figure out how that those kind of balance together. So I'm really interested in this discussion and I'm excited to see where this goes. Ooh, I'm so excited to have you. First off the bat, I just love how you both like balance each other out so perfectly, like yin and yang, like very, you seem like very different personalities with the uh, like four minutes that we've talked so far. Yeah. And it's really cool to see like, yeah, you really, you know, complement each other nicely. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, that's definitely been an interesting part of our journey together. Of like, we complement each other super well. And then like learning to work together <laughs> took a second to be able to figure out how you're like able to like marry those two together in a way that just like drives super well and it, you're not like clashing. So thank you for saying that. Huge uh, compliment. It means a lot that you notice it. <laughs> And I, I think the one thing that we haven't answered from your original opening question is what are we balancing right now? Yeah. Um, and so I think the big thing that I've touched on already is like balancing very different personalities because like we approach things, decision-making very differently. We approach creativity very, very differently as well. Mm -hmm. And we also have our own things that we're balancing as well as everyone knows. Yeah. But I'm like a lot more spontaneous. London is a lot more of a planner and I've learned to plan for different reasons. Like i you know, I get very overwhelmed easily. I'm an empath. And like, I have learned that some things I need to plan in order to feel a little bit more prepared in certain situations. But when it comes to creativity, like I love a lot more spontaneity and just like kind of going with the flow and tapping into my intuition. And Lyndon's very much the opposite. Like he needs structure. He needs to know like, okay, what's on the calendar this month? What is on our itinerary for the week? And I'm like, okay, great. Whatever happens. <laughs> so that's been fun to kind of find a blend on. And now I feel like we figured out a lot of things there. I definitely want to get into it probably in a little bit because I, oh, like okay. I said before, we have a podcast producer and he's actually my partner. He's like my fiance. Love so nice. it's been, thank you. It's been very interesting to balance our own personal and like business relationship that way too. So I'd love to get into that. Yeah. I would really love to start though, to hear about your business way back in 2017 and what it was, kind of how it started okay. and how it transitioned into like the photography creative business that you both do now. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 2017 feels like a whirlwind ago, very different time. <laughs> so different. In 2017, I had just graduated from college and I had studied photography. I actually majored in it and I graduated. I decided I was going to go full-time with this business and I licensed it as an LLC, which was like a huge deal. And we were also recently engaged. So <laughs> we're engaged and I'm deciding that I'm going to just like take this business and go full throttle with it. And, and I look back on that a lot of times and I'm like, man, Lyndon had like a lot of faith in me because <laughs> it was like right at the beginning of when things started to like, not necessarily take off, I would say, because it took a second before things quote unquote took off, like depending on who you're talking to and their perspective of things. But it was definitely at the beginning stages. Like I was putting in a lot of hours networking. I was trying to set up meetings with event planners because at that time I was working weddings mostly and Lyndon was second shooting with me. So like I said, he's played a big role like ever since the beginning. And I was doing a lot of networking, a lot of editing, a lot of photo shoots and styled shoots and just really the grunt work to be able to start to create a name for myself. And for a very small stint, I worked at a local magazine company for like less than three months. It did not last very long, but there is a phrase that my boss at the time would repeat over and over again, because we, the department I ended up working in was marketing and advertising. And she over and over again would say, how are we getting our name in front of people? How are we getting it like in front of them so that they're going to remember our name? And that stuck with me. So when I left them and really poured everything into Joe and Co, I thought of that all the time. I was like, how am I going to 
make sure people remember me? How am I going to get my name in front of other people so that they can remember and they have some kind of association so that they're basically always thinking of me? And at that time, it was Instagram and still is. But at that time, especially, it was like, okay, I'm just going to consistently put out my portfolio work and share stories of the couples that I'm working with. I'm going to share tips. I started doing Wedding Wednesday, I think is what I called it, (laughs) where I would like give tips every Wednesday. And that was technically a couple years later, but it worked really well. And I started to be able to connect with more couples that I liked working with. And within a couple of years, it, you know, things were taking off our last season. Well, technically the second before last season that we had with weddings, I believe we had 17 weddings or close to it. And none of them were on a Saturday. They were all either Fridays or Sundays throughout the year. So for if anyone's unfamiliar, a lot of weddings, like the popular day, at least like in 2017 was like Saturday, like it was very common. And just to kind of give a side note of context for me, like something really important was like, I didn't want to do Saturdays because for one, it's just like super helpful to be able to have a day of rest to like recharge and recoup. But there were also faith reasons for that. I grew up like going to church on Saturdays and observing it. I'm not Jewish, but (laughs) it's a similar denomination. And, and so that was part of the reason. And I'm so glad I did that looking back because it gave so much balance in that time where in the biggest, most wild season of weddings that we had towards the end of it, having 17 weddings, like I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine if we had more than this because I remember so well, like so many other wedding photographers at that time talking about how they'd booked 30 weddings or 50 weddings. And there was just this like number in my mind that I felt like I had to book 20 weddings in order to be a successful wedding photographer. You know, you just like get that in your head sometimes of like, you have to run a six figure business in order to be successful. That's this bull. <laughs> it's not true. And I had such a big perspective shift of like 17 was such a big win at that time. And at the same time, I was like, I don't think I could have done one more wedding. That was like more than that because it was already becoming to be a lot. And then that shifts into a whole nother area, but I'm going to let Lyndon chime in here. <laughs> So I, this is where our stories kind of intertwine a little bit of like through that whole time, like I would be working a nine to five during the week. And around the time that this kind of really started picking up, like I went to grad school, I did my MBA at IU in Bloomington, uh, Indiana, not Illinois or any of the, there's lots of Bloomingtons. There's like five Bloomingtons we've realized, like every Midwest state has a Bloomington. It's so weird. I don't understand. Tangential thoughts. Anyway. Anyways, around the same time, like I was in grad school, it's a two-year program with an internship in the middle. And that summer that we had, or season that we had 17 weddings, I was interning in Cleveland. And I had a 12-week internship. We were there for all of the summer. And we got to the end of the summer and realized we hadn't really explored Cleveland. We hadn't really experienced what was there because for a 12-week internship, we were there for like two weekends. Yeah. And that just kind of hit home for us of like, if I'm going to be working and we want to either spend time together or relax or actually experience somewhere that we're at, weddings was becoming untenable. Yeah. To put this deeper into perspective, like out of those two weekends, all the rest of them were for weddings, but we were driving like six, eight hours for these weddings or flying. And they were like eight, 10 hour days. And you basically lose an entire weekend out of it. And we absolutely adored the couples that we worked with. Like 
they were absolutely amazing. But it definitely was that season where we started to realize, okay, this is like really unbalanced right now for us as far as like how we want to be spending our personal lives, traveling, exploring, spending time together. Most of the time that happens on weekends, especially with him working in internship and doing school during the week at that time. Yeah. And so like that, that raised the question of like, if this is untenable or if this doesn't equate to balance for us in our lifestyle and the life we wanted to build, what was the direction that we go so that we can find something that is still inside the wheelhouse of the business? Joe & Co. is still photography, but what is the type of business that is still creatively inside of like the passion space, but also like not fully weekends or traveling all the time so that you don't get to actually have a life that's balanced? And that's where Joe started looking in other directions. Yeah. So that was at the end of 2019. I don't think I need to say much more. Little did we know what was coming. And that was also the time where I decided that I was going to basically announce to our audience and our couples that we had worked with that we were going to take a very big step back from weddings in the following year, which ended up being 2020. And we all know what happened then. So it ended up being like ridiculously good timing. I felt a lot for all the vendors who were in the wedding industry from like 2020 and 2021. I worked with a lot of hair and makeup artists because we shifted from doing weddings to branding and boudoir. And we love to use hair and makeup artists for our branding sessions. And I also use them for boudoir sessions. So I was still connecting with them a lot and checking in on them and being like, how are you doing? Because a lot of them were doing like two or three weddings in a weekend, like 60 to a hundred a year. And I was just like, how are you doing this? Because obviously in 2020, a lot of weddings had to get postponed or even some unfortunately canceled. And we were fortunate enough to have a handful of weddings because we had scaled back intentionally the year before. So we only had, I think about five and two or three of those ended up being double weddings where they would have a smaller ceremony during the pandemic and then a larger gathering once it was safer to be able to have more people come. And it was really special to be able to play that role for those couples and to be able to be a part of that while also kind of just being like, wow, this timing was absolutely uncanny and pivoting towards doing something completely different in the sense of like wanting to be able to create more balance for ourselves in our personal lives. I don't know if you have more to add because like I said, I'm just going to pause here and say like, I think you asked a question about 10 minutes ago and I don't know if you expected a 10 to 15 minute answer. Yeah. I am here for it. I love this. I'm sorry, Chad. (laughs) He's fine. He's heard it all before. (laughs) I also love that because I'm one of those like like I said, Chad's my fiance and I'm one of those brides that like, we had a wedding plan. We got engaged in like 2018, yeah. I think. And then we yeah. planned for 2021, like summer 2021. And we're <laughs> yeah. still not married because COVID, but it is and what it okay. is. Yeah, it's okay. Exactly. I think when it happens, like it's going to be amazing. And like damn to the damn pandemic, but like, it's still going to be amazing. <laughs> Amen. Yes. So anyway, do you want us to keep going? Because clearly I can like, I can ramble and it's something that I struggle with. So please just like cut me off and be like, hold up. <laughs> if you no, need to. I love this. I love how you both kind of had this like aha moment of needing more balance and being like, this isn't yeah. meant for me. Like, you know, trying to redefine what success looks like for you, Joelle and Lyndon, not having like the time to have a personal life as well as business. And it led to this like aha moment of, you know, going into business together. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely did. Lyndon has learned a lot working with me. (laughs) I feel like he had no idea what he was getting into. Like he knew, but at the same time, like, did you really know? I think for me, it's been a very interesting, like learning process, I would say, because like, I just based on like the experiences I had pre this and like academically, like I learned how to understand a business very quickly. And so like from an outside point of view, like it all made sense in how like you think about it of like small businesses operate this way. Like these are the struggles that you go through and like conceptually that all made sense in experience. It's different in day to day. And so like, there's been some interesting, like learning curves to like, what are the specific skill sets that I do? And like, what is my time being spent on? And it's interesting for me, like, I will spend a lot of time thinking about like, how are we growing versus how are we delivering on a client right now? Ooh, I love that. I have nothing to add to that. I feel like you put it great. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was the end of my thought. I don't know if you have a follow-up on that or not. No, I love it. I love it. I'm interested to know like what the business looks like now, like as a married couple. Now it looks, okay. Now the business looks like we're, you know, obviously primarily focused on branding photography. So we work a lot with service-based businesses or personal brands who need branding photography for their online marketing, for their website, for podcast covers. For I mean, they could use these images in a variety of ways, and that's our goal in working with them. But we also work a lot with branding photographers or photographers who want to start to break into branding photography, like whether they started in weddings like we did and they're wanting to pivot or they've started something completely different and they're wanting to pivot or they're starting from scratch. You know, that's something that we're wanting to share and create more content around as well, because we remember what it was like to be able to like start a business and start breaking into the branding world and be like, okay, how do we do this in a way that like makes sense and is appealing to people? Because I remember Actually, at the time when I came up with the original packages that we had for branding photography, it was actually when my mom was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. And it was right before things had happened with COVID, thank God, because she has a mass in her brainstem that they found years ago. And so there's been a couple of different times she's like ended up in the hospital and it's terrifying every time, but that's beside the point. This was for particular time. I was like trying to think of like, I know that I want to start connecting with brands, like personal brands, entrepreneurs who want to use photos in their marketing. Like I had done a couple already and I'd realized that I really enjoyed it. And it was fun to be able to express my creativity in that way. And I was starting to see that it was a way that we could replace the wedding industry or not industry. (laughs) No one can replace the wedding industry, but the wedding income, the income that we were currently at that time receiving for weddings. And I remember being in that hospital room and I had my like little black book, which is my journal. And I was just like writing down like, okay, what could this look like? Like, first of all, who do I even want to work with? And if I were them, what would I want to even use these images for? And what would I want in a package? And I had the idea to be able to 
create a package at that time that was going to be recurring. So it would be, I called it the VIP branding package, and it was going to be quarterly branding sessions where I would be able to go to them wherever they were. So travel would be included because I realized that the people that I was targeting was like busy entrepreneurs who were scaling their businesses. They probably had a team and their time was worth a lot to them. And so it was more worth it to them for someone to fly to them for a day or two to be able to create content for them than it would be for them to fly to wherever I was because it would take more time out of their schedule and whatever they were currently working on. So I was like, okay, I know I want to include travel. I know that I want to be able to work with these kinds of entrepreneurs. I think that I want it to be quarterly so that they're going to like continuously have these images that grow with them as they're growing in their businesses. Because again, with the people that I was having in mind at this time, they were like always creating courses or expanding their businesses in some way. And so they were going to continuously need fresh content to be able to correlate with all that. So I drafted it all up and a couple of weeks later, I was in a Facebook group at the time and it had a lot of entrepreneurs who fit the criteria of who I wanted to begin connecting with. So I just drafted up a post and was like, Hey, I'm kind of considering this, this offer. Like it was completely genuine, was not clickbait or anything like that. And I was like, I just genuinely want to know who would be interested and if this is even something worth pursuing. I got like, I think like a hundred comments. <laughs> <laughs> ton of people. I the same night I posted it, I had to quickly make a sales page for people to be able to like just submit an inquiry. And I had probably 15 to 20 people submit inquiries, and I had at least one person close that night. It was absolutely wild. Not at all what I was expecting, but complete confirmation that there was a need for it. And that was kind of how things took off. <laughs> and they've since adjusted, you know, now we don't do quarterly sessions. Now they're one-offs. We still work with a lot of the same kind of entrepreneurs. Like they're constantly expanding. They're doing great big things. And just to clarify, like you're doing really big things, like whether you are a newbie entrepreneur or you've been in it for 10 years, like when I say you're doing big things, like that applies to everyone. Okay. So we get to work with like the most incredible entrepreneurs and it does look different as far as the packages is designed at this point, but a lot of those core elements are still the same. Like we're still going to create imagery that's going to be unique to the person, to the brand. It's a lot more thorough now, which Lyndon has played a really big part in because now we have strategy calls and we go in depth with them on a number of things, which I can let Lyndon share about because he kind of leads out those calls and like a couple other things to really just like continue to up-level the experience that we give our clients so that it's going to continue to be quality and, you know, it's going to like be a really good end result and experience for them. But that's kind of like the origin story of it. <laughs> the midpoint origin story. Yeah. Not at all what you asked. Again. <laughs> I don't even remember asked? either. No, I think I'm going to touch a little bit on what she just said, but bigger question that a lot of people first asked us when they are trying to understand what we do is what actually is branding photography? Because it's something that's talked about a lot and it's kind of in passing until people are like, what does this actually look like? Or how do you conceptualize it? And so I, one of the ways that I like to explain it is more so now than ever in the past, people are starting to relate to people. 
And it's not like you go to a company to buy something. It's like when you think about even like the biggest companies in the world right now, when people think of like Twitter right now, they're thinking of Elon Musk. When people think of Apple right now, they either think of Steve Jobs or Tim Cook, like the founder or the CEO. When people think of a lot of things, they're relating to a person. And branding photography, at least where how we approach it from a personal branding point of view, is how do you start to put a face to that brand that relates to either a founder, the person running it. And so a lot of times when people will approach a brand, they don't necessarily know who they're relating to. And so the reason you would invest in a branding session, it's how can we capture you in your element, you when it, what it looks like to work with you as a client, how you spend your days, like what does it look like in your office or in a studio space? And so you can start showing up visually both on your website, on your social media, if you have a podcast cover, and it's a face that people can then relate to. And one of the things that's really been really interesting to us with running our own personal brand on our website and our social media, it's when we first work with people, they show up and it's like, I feel like I know you because I've seen your face a lot and I know how to relate to you as a person because the personal brand that you're visually and verbally displaying matches exactly to what you are in person. And this is super important for stuff like uh, for service-based businesses, whether you're a coach, whether you're someone that is teaching courses, whether you're even like a fitness instructor or anything like that, where you're going to be working one-on-one with someone like this becomes super important so that you know a face to a name. And clearly we care a lot about it. And what it looks like in a session is usually for us, it's we get to know you and your brand before we even show up. So Joe mentioned a strategy call. So after people book with us and even before, we'll set up either a chemistry call to get to know you as a person so that we can understand who you are. And after people book, it's a strategy session of what is your business? Who are your clients? What is the theme you're going for? What is the visual representation of the feelings you want people to have coming across your brand? And knowing all of that, we can collaborate on designing the feel for what your session will look like. Because some people want a very like, cut and dry of like all on white backdrops. So it's like the timeless, it's the professional, it's the like CEO vibes. Whereas other people are like, no, I'm more natural. Like take me out in nature. I want the pine needles. I want the tall pine trees, the glass crystal lakes. And that all depends on who your brand, what your brand is, who your clientele is and how you capture this to really connect with your ideal clients as a brand. That's it. That's my soapbox. I love it. I love it so much. Never get off your soapbox. It's perfect. I think that's I'll get on to the next one soon. Perfect. We're just hopping from soapbox to soapbox here and I'm here for it. I love it. I think that really like captures the importance of brand photography too. Like I'm a virtual assistant is like my main gig. So trust Mm -hmm. is such an important thing just as an entrepreneur, especially as a virtual assistant. And I think that's a really good way of like showing up authentically and like building that trust before even getting on a sales call or a discovery call or chemistry call. I like that. You call it a chemistry call. That was all Lyndon's idea. (laughs) People love it. It's like the best like little name ever. (laughs) It's cute. It shows your personality and I'm here for it. That's so Mm -hmm. cool. 
I've never actually gotten branding photography done as an entrepreneur. And I feel like I'm inspired to, to schedule a session. Unfortunately, not with you guys because I'm in Canada, but (laughs) that's okay. That's okay. I, Canada is absolutely gorgeous. What part are you in? I'm on the West coast. I'm in BC. Okay. So we are in a snowstorm right now. Are you really? Oh my goodness. We went to Canada for one of the last weddings that we shot and it was absolutely gorgeous. And we got to, yeah, we got to visit Banff and it was freezing, but it was so beautiful. And yeah, we've talked about a few times lately, Canada has come up of like, (laughs) it would be fun to be able to go back and explore and just see more of it. You guys have such a beautiful country. So, but if you need recommendations, I'm happy to send over some, you know, photographers in, in your area. But yeah, you should definitely you do it. Banff is beautiful. I'm like, I'm in a little, any of our Canadian fans, I'm in Salmon Arm is my, the town I'm in right now. And it's nice. halfway between Vancouver and Banff. So. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Well, sounds really yeah. cute. How much snow are you guys expecting? We've got like a couple inches and it's currently snowing. So I haven't, I'm too scared to look at the forecast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we have also, like, we're filming this in December. Right oh, really? Nice. Yeah. And I kind of wish we did. We, so like our roots are in Michigan and they get a ton of snow because you have lake effect. And right now we're in Southern Indiana and you just don't get lake effect here. So we, it's, it like briefly snowed a few weeks ago, but nothing stuck. So fingers crossed we'll have some snow, but I'm, I like snow as long as I can be inside cuddled up with a cozy blanket and a hot drink and a book. And then I'm good. Amen. And it should last exactly two weeks for her. Yes. And then it's and just ideal. Fair. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you got to have snow on Christmas and then it can go warm again. Agreed. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited to pick your brain later after the podcast for your Canadian recommendations. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to share. Right. I already like, there's someone I immediately know of that I would love to Ooh. connect you with. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the geography of things, but Fair. they're amazing. So I'll connect you. Exciting. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we talked a little bit on the importance of brand photography. I'd love to know a little bit about how you balance like your married life relationship and the business relationship and like what you do to kind of like honor both. Yeah. You want me to go or you want to go? Uh, you should go first. Okay. It has been a a learning curve for sure. I remember chatting with different couples like way before London would join and they didn't even work together. It was just like, you know, the gal ran the business and he like worked a typical nine to five and like they would have different boundaries set for themselves where like they would only talk about like work while he was on his way home and like so they they'd talk on the phone and then when he stepped in the door it would be like all personal stuff and that was like their boundary and that was always like a little bit too rigid for me but we've had to create our own because when we first started working together it was so easy to get lost in like the plans and the dreams and everything because you're really excited you're kind of in the honeymoon phase of everything and so you just want to talk about work all day long. And it's very easy to start doing that. And it got to a point where we were like, hold on, every conversation is about work. Like 
we need to figure out a way to be able to actually connect with each other outside of that again. And that continues to be like, there it ebbs and flows. Like we'll have seasons where like, work is doing really well and we're really passionate about something and so there's going to be a little bit more conversations and we'll have to kind of come back again and be like okay hold on how to how can we make some time for each other most recently we have gotten some connection cards from yes theory and what are they called uh they are called it's called spark from seek discomfort yes chad's Um, gonna be yelling at us right now he's like spark he loves yes theory Oh, yeah, yeah. so fan. do we. They're amazing. They're awesome. So That's we recently got, like, got those four sweaters from them. Nice. Seek discomfort that. all the time. They're they're recent. Actually, merch that's line. so funny. I'm wearing my seek discomfort merch right now. I haven't worn really? this in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. They would be so divine proud. timing. <laughs> and your massive drop they have right now. Yeah, I really kind of I want to yeah. look into the self love drop that they had a while back, or it looks like they've got some that are related to that. It looks very interesting. So Ooh, this turned yeah, into they're, a yes they're theory. Awesome. Seek them. discomfort. It is sponsored yeah, ad, I mean, non-spawn. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's awesome. And we got their connection cards, which is basically just like, you could think of a game, like a card game, but it's like questions on the cards that you ask whoever you're with. And some of the questions are like pretty deep, like, you know, what would you do? Like whose death would impact you the most or something like, like super deep. But then others like are like, what is like something that you've always wanted to do or something like that. We haven't gone through a ton of them, so we're still like going through the stack, but that has been really nice to be able to have some prompts because after you've been together for a while, I feel like this goes for anyone, like whether you're a friend or in a relationship, you can get very like used to your routines and your rhythms and it can be hard to think of like you you start to form the belief that you know everything about the person when obviously you don't so these have been fun to be able to just provide some more prompts that maybe I for sure wouldn't have thought of on my own what else do we do so I think I'm going to take a step back. I think one of the most interesting pieces of advice I've ever been given on relationships is a relationship never stays still. So either your relationship is improving or it's getting worse and it's impossible to stay in one place. And so if you think about that from like a daily point of view of every day that you don't invest in your relationship, it's getting worse. But every day you invest in your relationship, it's getting better. And it's normal to have that ebb and flow but we ran into kind of a period of like, we were doing a lot of things with work. We were moving, we were shifting things. And it got to the point of like, huh, we are on a pretty long losing streak here on our personal relationship. When you think about that positive negative on a daily basis. And so it was, how do you intentionally set time? And for us, one of the first things we did is like, we're going to take a daily walk every day one physical activity outside really good for your mental health but also we're going to take this time and not talk about work and so we have this 20 to 30 minutes of time set aside of like this is specifically personal like there's no agenda set but we cannot talk about work in this 20 to 30 minutes every day and that at least rolled the ball towards like we are investing something in our relationship outside of work And once you get a little bit, it's a lot easier to start doing some other things like Joe was talking about spark or other things like that of like, how do you keep that going? And like, it doesn't have to be like seismic changes. It's how do you do the little investments? Because 
over the long run, that's what really matters. It's not like the huge seismic things because of the two of us, I'm not the romantic one. And I care a lot more about like the little things that's going to make for like a lot more like longevity in your relationship. Not like, okay, I'm not going to say anything bad against romantics because that's going to end badly. Okay. It's okay. (laughs) Unpopular opinion. Go. Yeah. Unpopular opinion, like massive romantic gestures do not always last, but like small daily gestures make for lasting change. Yeah. Ooh, I, love yeah I don't think you're entirely wrong. It's okay. <laughs> you're not a you really <laughs> I feel like that was like an epiphany moment too. I love doing the podcast because it's just basically like epiphany moments for me of like, holy shit, you're right. Of like, the, especially the you know your relationship is never stagnant it's always moving and I feel like for me and mm-hmm. my partner like he started his business at the end of February 2020 which was like mm-hmm. perfect timing time. to go well oh, it was perfect time. timing for him to go solo and like go full time in his business because mm-hmm. then because yeah. he is a podcast producer so he works from home as oh, well that's amazing yeah so he literally like quit his nine to five job like the end of February and then like okay. we went full time. We did van life for a bit. It was a whole thing. <gasps> we might have to talk about van life. I would not I be really the person to either. ask. We, we had like two months of van life and then our van okay. broke down. So oh, my no. advice is to give more, do more research, <laughs> maybe buy a better van. <laughs> yeah. Go for yeah, a, we... a good quality one and not looks. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. We, for a split second, beginning of 2022, this year, the beginning of this year, wow, we had decided that we wanted to like travel for a small stint. And we only did that for a couple of months because I don't do well when I don't have a space to come back to that's like our own. But for a brief time, like we had kind of brainstormed of like, could we do van life? What would that look like if we did? And like Lyndon did a bunch of research and we have a couple YouTubers we love following now as a result of that. <laughs> so I love that you did it, even if it was just for a couple of months. Yeah, we tried. It was fun. No regrets. <laughs> nice. Circling back to the marriage work balance thing, I think Tun touches mm-hmm. on like one of the things that was really big for us is non-negotiables. Yeah. Because just understanding like what each person's non-negotiables are is super important to understanding that balance. Because we ran into some issues early on of like, I liked to work later in the day. She liked to work earlier in the day. And like, for me to understand that non-negotiable of like, I can't really expect a business conversation after like seven o'clock because that's just going to end in a fight. Yeah. And so like that non-negotiable or like, we can't travel 95% of the time because one of us is going to be incredibly unhappy. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, oh, th- okay. The way you phrased that made it sound like we can't ever travel like 94 per- 95% of like the time that we live, not like traveling for 95% of the time, being at our own space 5% of the time, right? <laughs> like you can't travel long-term because it's not. Yes. You need your space. Yes. I get you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's okay. just summarized it much better than you. Thank you. Yes, you did. You crushed that. <laughs> I got you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I love that. The non-negotiables as a person. And like I was saying with my partner, like we, he quit his business and then quarantine happened. And then we went, like we lived together and we both worked from home. So then it was like, 
we literally spent 24 seven together. Like we're not in business mm-hmm. together, but we're business like side by side kind of thing. I'm yeah. a virtual mm-hmm. assistant. He's a podcast producer. We shared a lot of the same clients kind of thing. So it was just like, yeah, so much time together. And I love him. <laughs> Chad, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. But like, it was just too much. And it was like, yeah, I love how you said the relationship is never stagnant, 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 because like, our businesses were thriving and they were improving, but it was like to the detriment of the relationship because we, you know, didn't prioritize relationship. It was like only business. And it was also like one of those things too, of like we've spent every second of every day of every month of this year together. Like we have nothing new to talk about. So like the new things and like the communication that we have is all business related because that's all we've been doing, you know? Yep. Been there. Totally get those feelings. <laughs> Had a lot of them. I definitely had the same of like, I love him, but I also feel like he's always around. <laughs> like, Totally. Like, it's actually funny because Chad last week on today yeah. is Monday and last Thursday, he moved away. He moved back to Whistler because we were oh, from Whistler and oh. then we came to Salmon Arm for a couple months. He's told nobody. Like he surprised all of our friends that were there. His parents don't even know yet. He like found a job with staff housing and like moved back to Whistler so this is our first time like being separate and it's actually crazy because it's like in like 2019 if you were like oh yeah we're gonna live separately I would have been like absolutely not cannot do that and now it's like the most refreshing like beautiful (laughs) thing of us trying to like find our identity as solo people you know like obviously we're still together still in love he still edits the podcast but it's like he gets to kind of work on himself and I get to work on myself and we get to like explore what our identity is and I'm very excited and also yeah this is if you didn't know now you know Chad moved (laughs) secrets out now (laughs) first no but that's so healthy you know to be able to have like time that's carved out specifically for you and we've had to learn that how to do that in our own ways like I'll take myself out for solo dates you know every now and then or we now have like carved out different routines where like mornings or unless it's a photo shoot day or we're traveling mornings are my time to be able to like lock myself in the room and just write or journal and you know that's been really good but yeah we've definitely had to like learn our own ways of being able to be like how do you true stay true to your own individual self while you're in a committed relationship where you're always like together or maybe not always but like together more than most couples so yeah that's definitely been it, I feel like we've gotten more hate of things now, but always the one thing I will say with that is like, it helps a lot to be able to have an open line of communication with your partner, whether you're dating, engaged or married or business partners, whatever the relationship is like having an open line of communication, sharing transparency with them and just being honest about where you're at, what you're needing and what you're feeling, what you might be struggling with, like what you may be assuming. Like earlier this year, we realized that we were making a lot of assumptions about what the other person was thinking or feeling because we would both say one thing and be like, okay, we're on the same page. And then realize we were not on the same page at all because I had a different idea in mind of what we were talking about than he did and vice versa. And so once we figured that out, we've worked a lot more on being like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Am I correct in assuming that this is like what we're talking about? And then the other person can be like, uh, no, (laughs) or like, yes, you know, I think the important part there is being granular because like 
we could have the conversation of like, we both agree that we need a vacation. And then one person is thinking about campfires and one person is thinking about beaches and like needing a vacation doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. So like being granular when you check that assumption is very important because we missed the ball on that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely just like keep that line open. I love that. I love that. I feel like that's something Chad and I have been like coming into too because like we grew up differently and it's like we grew up in different towns too and like you know when you're growing up you have like the childhood like playground like sayings I can't think of any right now but it's like things will mean different things to different people and so like I assume a lot and he assumes and when you assume you make an ass out of you and me it just happens (laughs) I I think for me like I learned very early on that I cannot make assumptions about stuff like that just because I grew up in a different culture so like my parents are South African like they grew up in South Africa like I spent the first couple years of my life in Central uh, Central Africa and then like Civil War broke out moved to America the whole thing not to go tangential but like I I was a kid that grew up with an accent I was the kid that had different views like I was the kid that did not understand American sports and so like the whole like making assumptions of like when someone says something like I just couldn't do that because I was wrong almost 100% of the time so it was just one of those things of like well I'm gonna start asking a lot of questions all the time because I just don't want to be a fool and it's something that has been helpful in a relationship as well yeah but it's very easy to forget that you need to do that once you know someone well yeah totally that's so interesting that's so cool. I love that we're talking about this and like kind of branching it into like relationship and stuff too. Cause I've noticed something that really helps me too. And you kind of talked about like boundaries as the couple before and something that I put like Chad and I have put into effect lately has been like, if we're not like in our best energy and if we're not able to like dedicate time, then like don't answer the phone, you know? And that's just kind of a boundary that we both put into effect. And it's like, if you're not able to talk and give me your undivided attention right now, like don't answer the phone. I'm not going to assume that you hate me. Like it's chill, like being able to honor and respect the relationship that way. And it's like, I want your undivided attention. I don't want you to be like out at the bar with friends, you know? Yeah. When you're I love that. Cool. And I love that you're given the context with it too, you know, because that makes it all the more meaningful. Totally. Cause we've gone through so many times of our lives and just like growing as people and in a relationship too of like if you don't text me back you probably hate me and it's like no people get busy oh yeah (laughs) definitely it's funny that you bring up texting because I definitely used to be the person where I felt like I had to text people back right away because it was like being a good communicator (laughs) I am not good at texting anymore at all I'm like a different person in that regard her phone phone lives on do not disturb so if you ever try and text her you won't hear back for hours no yeah, don't expect to That's hear back. <laughs> My phone has been on vibrate since 2008. Like, yeah. If you need me, I'll talk to you when I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> I think it was like six months ago. Like, I heard my phone ring. I was like, whose phone's ringing? What's going on? <laughs> and she was like, hey, that's your phone. Yeah. I was like, uh, what? I have a ringtone? It's you, dude. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Amazing. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I'm so glad that you guys agreed to come on here. Same. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having our goofy rambling selves. And (laughs) you're such a good listener. I just had to tell you, like, 
you you are such you. a good listener like you just carry the whole interview very like professionally and just like feel like it's just I don't know I feel like I've talked a lot more with you than I have with most other podcasters hopefully you enjoyed our life story yeah I loved it oh my god stop keep talking thank you <laughs> you're welcome this has been I was just you guys are so interesting and I love hearing your story I think it's also interesting that like I rarely do podcast interviews with people I don't know already kind of thing like we only mm-hmm. I only started this podcast yeah. in February with my co-host Jill and so we've, we've kind of cycled through like all the interesting people we know if we haven't interviewed yet I'm sorry you're still interesting but like <laughs> I think you're only the second guest that I haven't like known personally beforehand so it's really cool to like get to oh, know gosh. you and your story well, thank you. Yeah. Well, same to you. Like, it's been so nice. I like feel like I have more questions for you personally, but I'm like, <laughs> got to dial back. I'm not. So good. <laughs> I'll ask you after. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Yeah. I'd love if you have an unpopular opinion about like branding, you know, being in a relationship and business and marriage, all that good stuff. Anything that comes to mind really. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 What Is there do a limit? Do? I know. I'm like, I have a million. Okay, no unpopular limit. opinion about. We can mark this as explicit. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Unpopular opinion about photography. Don't do custom edits. At least for me, like I, I can't do custom edits like I anymore. At least, like it's funny because like I actually did photo editing when I was like working on making the business, you know, I had first gone full-time, like I was trying to come up with ways of supplemental income. And so I did photo editing for other photographers and I loved editing and being able to edit in different styles. I was really good at it. And now I hate it. Like (laughs) I can't, custom edits are like too much work for me because I've we've worked really hard on like developing our editing style so that's something that we don't do that may be considered an unpopular opinion I definitely have more but I'll let Lyndon chime in with his so while we're on a photography note I think unpopular opinion that I have is you don't pay a photographer to take pictures because a lot of people think about like they they go to a photographer for someone to hold the camera and press the button And I think that there is so much more that a good photographer does. Like it's almost to a T, almost every one of our new clients come to us and be like, oh, I'm super awkward. I don't know what to do. And these are going to turn out horrible. And that is part of being a photographer is like understanding like how to pose people, how to make them at ease, how to have that customer experience or client experience so that they show up, they're comfortable, they have a good time. And like editing, like Joe was talking about, and like, there's so much more that goes into it than just like pressing the button. And I just think a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause as someone who's not like, you know, huge into photography and like, I'm the VA in the like admin side of things, like you're, that's so something I've never thought about, but that's so true. Like if you're just here to press buttons, like get a tripod, you know, like, you're so much more than that. The phone. Like... Okay, go ahead. Mm. That was my photography on popular opinion. What's your relationship with your popular opinion? Unpopular opinion on relationships is no one has it all figured out. And TikTok and Instagram can be very highly deceiving. And you should never compare yourself to anyone on social media because it's all a lie. <laughs> Mike drop. I told you I could get unhinged. <laughs> 
it's not all a lie like some of it may actually be true but I just think it's like super unfair to compare your relationship to someone who you don't even know what all of the different like parameters or situations are that they're experiencing and I love that things are becoming more normalized of like opening up about like the real stuff but I also think that privacy is also sometimes highly underrated. Like sometimes you do need to keep things private. And so you will never know the full story. And I'm speaking just as much for myself here, like <laughs> if that's not clear. So just, yeah, you know, like dial it back and like look for the things that you're grateful for in your own relationship. Be mindful if there are serious red flags, that is a real thing, but it's not fair to compare your partner to someone else that you don't actually know who they are you know I think my favorite supporting evidence for this unpopular opinion is like celebrities or influencers that have co uh, accounts between the two of them that will stay in a relationship externally for months after they break up because they have brand deals that are paying for them to be in a relationship and so like everyone believes that this like perfect relationship is happening when they've started dating new people and it's a whole thing Pete and Kate <clears throat> <laughs> but it's very much like a facade and like that's kind of like social media. Linda knows a lot of like really like cool nuggets. <laughs> like very unique facts. I think my unpopular opinion on relationships is being nice all the time is the best thing. Because like if you are always nice in a relationship, you're never really honest because sometimes you are actually hurting and you need someone to talk to or you are being hurt in a relationship and you need to be honest about that and it's not always nice but the health of your relationship is dependent on sometimes having difficult conversations so like always being nice isn't always healthy I love that I love that so much one of my clients is actually a relationship and sex therapist and she's the best I love her so much and she really preaches on like everybody fights you just have to learn to fight better you know yeah love that Yep. Oh my God. This was so good. I'm so excited. This is such a good episode Thank and I'm so glad you were both here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you so much. one. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to ask one final question and then we can close out. What right. is your permission slip this week? I'll give you a second to think I'll give mine first, but my permission slip this week is to book myself a freaking branding shoot. Cause I've never done a branding shoot. I've been in business since 2019. It's time. Love that. Yeah. Cannot wait to see your branding photos. They're going to be awesome. I'm so excited. My website is full of like stock photos and I keep getting people being like, oh my God, how did you take these? You look so different here. Like my main <laughs> photo on my website is like a woman from behind with like really long hair. And like, obviously I don't have any hair anymore. So I need to freshen it uh, up. Yes. That's great. I love it. That's a great permission slip to have. Thank I think you. mine is just do the dang thing. Like whatever the thing is that you have been like sitting on, you've been procrastinating on, you've been curious about, you're like, could I do this? Could I, I don't know. Like, and you keep making excuses for it. Just do one little step towards it. You have something so unique and so needed that the world is craving. And the, the one of the best things that you could ever do is share it. I think so much of the time we sleep on ourselves and we're really great at noticing great things in other people and not always as good at noticing them in ourselves. And when it comes to those things that we're dreaming and thinking about doing, like it's easy to make those excuses because whether it's comparison or 
you know, fear of failing or succeeding, or you're just, you know, not sure what will happen. Like it seriously is probably going to be one of the best things ever. And if not, it's probably going to be fun. And if not, you're going to learn something. And, you know, at the end of the day, you only have one life. So you might as well just do whatever you damn want to do. So just do the dang thing. I was going to say like, for me, uh, like this week, I would say permission slip. It's okay to not be perfect or even show yourself in a positive light. So like I, one of the things that's interesting to me is like, we've started being a little bit more transparent about finances on social media, like talking about like our business. And like today we put up our November numbers and November was not great for us financially. Like we're going into slow season and we actually went back and forth on whether we wanted to share like a bad month since we're like sharing finances. And I think there's actually a lot of interesting good that can come from being genuine. Like we had just talked about like people on online are not genuine and it's not always real. And I kind of want to swing in the opposite direction of like actually showing genuine life and like running a business is hard. It's not always easy. It's not always fun. And that's okay. Those are both perfect permission slips. And I'm going to take a little bit from each of them for myself. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much for this beautiful conversation. Where can our listeners find you online? You guys can find us on our website, joellelizabeth.com or on Instagram and TikTok at joellelizabeth&co. Same for Pinterest. It's also joellelizabeth&co. We would love to be able to come hang out with you, to connect, to be able to get to know you and your amazing selves as well. So thank you so much, Carly, for having us on your show. Yeah, thank you. This has been so good. So check them out. We will have links in the show notes. Also, if you're on Instagram, follow us too. Wildly.balance. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. you.